Labor Day weekend, and welcome to Zoom and Zarnie. Uh, today's Zoom and Zarnie, I have the town of Salina Democratic candidates for town board and town supervisor and town judge. Uh, there is a full slate of Democrats out there uh, running for uh, town board and supervisor and judge in the town of Salina. Uh, the town of Salina is an interesting case. Uh, almost all of their local representation is Republican. Uh, and uh, incumbents that have been there for a while. However, the uh, town itself has voted Democratic for many, many uh, cycles when it comes to national and state and even countywide uh, um, you know, figures. So this will be an interesting test to see if increased activity uh, and dedicated candidates at the town level can break through the loggerhead of Republican leadership uh, that has been in that town. Uh, there are, it, there's an open race for town supervisor. Uh, the current town supervisor is not running. Uh, she is running for county ledge instead. Uh, and we'll be talking to her opponent in the near future. Uh, but uh, there's also a couple of open seats on the uh, town board as well. So uh, it'll be an interesting race to see if Democrats can either replicate their successes they saw seen in DeWitt or Manlius, or whether this is going to be another case where we just can't break through, or maybe a mix of both. So uh, I hope you uh, stay tuned for that interview. Uh, I don't have much to talk about in terms of electoral deadlines. Uh, we're still a couple of weeks away from the start of absentee ballots. Absentee ballots will go out uh, approximately 12 days from today on uh, September 18th. Um, so uh, 13, 12, depending on what, when you're watching this. <laughs> so, um, and uh, so if you need an absentee ballot, please remember that you can get one this year. You can use COVID as an excuse uh, using the temporary illness uh, uh, section of the application. The, the electronic application is open at onvote.net and you can request one there. Uh, and registration deadline is October 3rd. So, we have a couple of deadlines, but they're coming up later in September and October. There is one thing I am following today, and that is this case out of Buffalo, the Buffalo's mayor's race. Uh, if those of you who may remember, the uh, challenger kit, candidate, India Walton, uh, beat three or four term incumbent uh, Mayor By Byron Brown on the Democratic line um, at the time of the election. Mayor Brown and uh, India Walton were only on the Democratic lines for the fall. So uh, given there were no Republican opponents, it seemed as if that the winner of that primary would win the election. Um, however, shortly after losing the primary, Mayor Byron Brown uh, contended that he should be allowed to appear in the general on an independent nominating line. Problem with that is that the independent nominating petition period was back in May. Uh, the deadline had well since passed, uh, about three months since passed. And Mayor Brown then turned in petitions recently to the Board of Elections in Erie County. Um, and uh, even though there was no deadline, no, no legal authority to turn in these petitions, and the Board of Elections rightfully, in my opinion, uh, 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 rightfully you know, rejected those petitions. And then they went to court, both in federal and state court and received a pair of rulings on Friday uh, saying that the 
independent deadline in May was too early in the cycle and uh, that, um, that these petitions would allow him to get on the ballot. This is a seismic shift uh, if these rulings stand. Now, there's a lot of questions about whether these rulings will stand. Uh, there's questions about uh, conflicts of interest with one of the judges as well, uh, who is a brother of a developer who's a big uh, uh, supporter of uh, Mayor Byron Brown. But leaving all that aside, if these rulings are allowed to stand, that means that the petition deadline for independent nominating petitions will have to come after the primary. And uh, if the, the June primary that we have, and if that's the case, then we will have a lot more of these sore loser type of uh, you know, uh, arrangements where people lose in a primary and they can go out and petition to be on the general ballot. Uh, and with fusion voting, that could be problematic. Uh, I'm still following this. Uh, I don't know how, I don't, I don't believe the ruling has any legal basis, so, but um, you know, that's gonna be the, uh, up to the appellate course uh, to rule on this and, and whether to uphold this or not. But if it does, if it is upheld, it is gonna be a seismic chip for New York politics. And with the fusion voting uh, that we have in New York, it's gonna make that even more confusing for voters. Uh, so something to watch, something I'll be watching closely. Uh, next week on Zoom with Zarni, I'll have two interviews. Um, I'll have the town of Pompey uh, Democrats, as well as the town of Geddes Democrats. Um, they'll be uh, Thursday and Sunday, and, uh, and, and I'm wrapping up my town series the next week. I'll have the town of Solvay, Dem or the village of Solvay Democrats, and the town of Millis Democrats, um, and then I'll be going into my county ledge uh, Democratic candidates uh, starting the week after that. So things are really hopping here at the board, uh, at, uh, at my social media commitments that I've made. I'll also be trying to do two wonky Wednesdays a month uh, to try to catch up. I've had a, a slow period in August there where I was off a lot and uh, I, I've not been as uh, quick at getting these out as I'd like. So I'm going to try to get, I'm trying to wrap up. I've uh, done six of the 17 uh, county leg legislature races. So I'm going to try to get two a week in in September. Uh, to get caught up, and then maybe one a week after that to go into the November election. So uh, stay tuned for those. Hopefully on Mondays and Wednesdays, starting this Monday, I should have uh, Onondaga County Legislative District 7 up, and then uh, 8 on Wednesday, and so on and so forth. Uh, so check it out. There's going to be something for you every day here on uh, you know my social media commitments as we get ready for this general election. We are 58 days away from the general election. And uh, it is uh, a, a very important election. All elections are important, but local elections are the most important. They'll have the most impact on you on an everyday life. And uh, Democrats in particular have hopes of resting back city hall as well as resting uh, county legislature and several town governments. Uh, we'll see if we can make gains uh, there and, uh, and you know make this blue county blue in representation as well. Uh, take care and enjoy and, uh, this interview with the Salina Town Democrats who are running to uh, flip Salina Town government. Bye-bye. I'm very happy to have my good friends, the Town of Salina Democratic candidates, 
uh, a great group of people that are running for town board out in Salina. Thank you all for coming on Zoom with Zarni. Thanks, Dustin. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So we have a full slate running out in Salina. Uh, here with us today is Kathy Tabinski, who's running for uh, town supervisor, Tina Fitzgerald, who's running for third ward, Dwayne Maine, who's running for fourth ward, and Aaron Bukta, who's running for first ward counselor. Um, not joining us tonight is uh, Tony Pavone, or I'm sorry, not Pavone, Tony Pavone, who's running for uh, town justice, and Lena Paul, who's running for second ward counselor. They weren't able to join us yet tonight, so, uh, but I hope to have them on a future call. But this is exciting because the town of Salina, as you may have seen from my Wonky Wednesdays, uh, this is a Democratic town that, um, you know, is, uh, you know, not represented by Democrats right now, but we have a full slate out there working really hard, knocking a lot of doors, and I wanted to introduce you uh, to them. Um, so first, we're going to start with you, Kathy Zabinski. You're running for supervisor. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Okay, thank you, Dustin. I will. I um, grew up in Lincourt, went to school in North Syracuse. I hung out in Mattydale for a while, and now I live in the Galeville area. Um, I went to high school at North Syracuse. I'm a product of the SUNY systems, which I'm very proud of. I worked over 31 years at Jamesville Correctional Facility and retired out as a sergeant, which gave me plenty of experience in local government. I've done scheduling, um, supervising, um, uh, in the union, so I was able to negotiate contracts and stuff like that. So I have quite a bit of experience in local government, and that's what um, really got me excited about running for the town of Salina, because not only was I going to have the possibility of representing where I live, but also where I grew up. And that, that's what really um, pushed me to do the town of, yeah, town of Salina supervisor position. And Tina Fitzgerald, this is your second run for office uh, and you're running again for the third ward council. I, I believe this is your second run for third ward yeah. council, is that correct? Yeah. So Tina, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am not a product of the town of Salina. I moved here 12 years ago. I grew up in the city of Syracuse. Um, I've lived in Salina for 12 years in Mattydale, and I have a bachelor's degree in special education, master's degree in social work, and uh, I, mo the majority of the work that I've done has been with people with disabilities, advocacy, um, trying to get people's needs met in the community. Um, I've been active with the Board of Elections as an election inspector for close to 20 years. Um, I sit on the board of Centro. Um, I just got a lot of living experience. I like to tell people that I've lived life and I think that the town of Salina needs a few people who lived life. That you have, Tina, that you have. And, and don't worry about the dog. This is a dog-friendly podcast. We always have our four-legged friends that interrupt our podcast now that we're dealing with COVID and doing all this stuff remote, remotely. So, um, 
Well, that's Tula introducing herself to as as the emotional support dog of the town of Salina. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and a faithful companion on the campaign trail. Uh, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne um, you're running for uh, Fourth Ward Council. And uh, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, my background is I've been uh, a resident of Salina for over 25 years. Um, I've lived in the Lincourt area um, for, for the, the, those 25 years at the same residence. Um, I'm a parishioner of uh, St. Daniel's Church. Um, I'm uh, very supportive of, of St. Daniel's. My background is I've worked for not-for-profits and also the private sector, um, mostly in the healthcare industry, where I worked with Syracuse Community Health Center for over 20 years. Um, have done consulting work and work for not-for-profits and I became a very good uh, friend of Pam Hunter and um, she was in the office next to me and we've been uh, good friends and then when she ran for uh, office um, I supported her on that and I recently went through the Central New York Political Leadership Program um, and I completed that and that's where I got my interest in uh, politics, uh, not so much politics, I, I'm more of a public servant person where I'm an advocate for seniors. So I've got a lot of management experience, uh, a lot of public experience, um, and I'm a proud father of Eric and Stephanie and grandfather of Isaac. So. Talk about living life, Tina. I'm doing the same. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, uh, so, and then uh, finally, Aaron, um, uh, tell us a little about your background. And you're running for First Ward Council in the town of Salina. Yes, I'm running for First Ward Council. Uh, my name's Aaron, and I, uh, my background is uh, primarily environmental science. Uh, I graduated from State University of New York at Morrisville, and I work for the Onondaga County Soil and Water Conservation District. Uh, my, my reasons for running are to be a good voice for the people who live in our town. I'm a first, I live in the first ward, but I, I believe it's important to represent all the people that are within our town. And uh, I'd, I'd like to do that. So that kind of leads me into uh, my next question. And we'll start with you, Tina. Um, what, why are you running? And what do you think can be improved in the town of Salina? Um, I'm running because in the 12 years I've lived in Maddydale, I've watched it go off a cliff. Um, I really believe that Maddie Dale is a redheaded stepchild of the town of Salina. We're caught between having a Syracuse address, a north, an almost a North Syracuse zip code. We don't belong to anybody. And I really see it. I see it in the litter, in the terrible landlords. They're letting their properties go to crap. The kids that are running around 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night in these neighborhoods. I feel like I can come in with a fresh perspective and try to actually put this town back together 
and let it be the nice place that I moved into 12 years ago with my husband. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great reason uh, to get involved. I, I know Maddie Gallon's always uh, felt like it's uh, kind of a, the, the redheaded stepchild of, of the town of Salina. Uh, we actually uh, have Tony on. Uh, Tony uh, joined the call, who's running for town justice out in Salina. Tony, I'm, I'm just going to switch it back to you. Um, and you're going to, you know, uh, talk about. I, I, I'd like to know your background and why you're running for, uh, and, and what do you think can be improved with town justice if you win? Uh, you're going to have to unmute, Tony. Unmute. There you go. Uh, my name is Tony Lavelle. I go by Tony. I've been a judge since 2008. Um, I've been a practicing attorney uh, previously uh, 30 years. And uh, I recently took a job three years ago with New York State with the Office of Court Administration. I'm a court attorney referee. I was special counsel with uh, in the principal law clerk for uh, the late James Tormey. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, when he passed a few years ago, I uh, took a position uh, with Judge Murphy, who is our administrative judge for the Fifth Judicial District. Uh, he is in charge of six counties in central New York. And I work with him on all types of matters, family court matters, administrative matters. Uh, I'm also the ADR coordinator which is alternative dispute resolution uh, in the fifth judicial district. And what we try to do is settle lawsuits before they become prolonged and expensive. And we've had a very good success rate. We work closely with uh, our CDRCs, uh, which are community dispute resolution centers. Uh, we have one for each county in the fifth district. And um, they're primarily working with family court matters, uh, trying to get people to resolve things so that the litigation doesn't become expensive and prolonged. Um, I am also an accessible magistrate. An accessible magistrate handles uh, juvenile delinquent matters, youthful offender matters, adolescent offended offender matters, uh, and gets the late night calls. Um, According to the law now, if after an arrest of a juvenile uh, or uh, in, in anywhere in New York State, you have to arraign or take action with a judge within two hours. And I'm the one that gets the late night calls. I've actually done about 30 of these since December uh, in the wee hours of the morning. And I've done many for uh, the town of Salina. Um, I'm the one the police call um, in the town of Salina when they have um, a late night arraignment. Uh, this has been going on for years. I've been answering the call of law enforcement. And you don't have to take my word for it. If you know someone in the DA's office, uh, know someone who is um, in the judicial branch, uh, you know someone who uh, is in family court matters. Uh, ask them who the judge is that gets up in the middle of the night and does the work for the town of Salina. It's me. And for those reasons, 
I'm running for Salina judge. Great. And so now I'm going to throw it to you, Dwayne. Uh, why are you running and what are you hoping him to be improved in your, uh, in your ward? Um, I am running with coming off from the, the training that I had. Um, the reason I took that training is because there was a lot of uh, tension of political uh, parties within my own family of 14. I have 14 siblings or 13 siblings. I'm the 14 youngest of 14. So I took this training to um, uh, to help me get a better understanding of how you know, politics works and um, learned a lot uh, from the group. Um, I brought a lot of compassion to the group, like when there was a lot of upsets, um, people, I would bring passion back to what is your passion? And mine was, it was, it was always public service. So in my ventures through um, the community during COVID, um, I was a, a big help to seniors in mowing their yards and uh, helping them get their vaccines. Um, I'm also a, a senior uh, fitness instructor. So I have a really big um, heart for our senior community. And I feel like we did not serve our senior community throughout COVID, which was very sad. I did my part with my community here in Lincor, but I feel like as a town, we could have um, outreached and did a better job of that. So for that reason, um, I want to bring a lot of, um, you know, commit commitment and a lot of communication. Uh, there's a, uh, through um, petitioning and with, you know, other candidates as well, we got the constant uh, complaints that there was not a lot of communication between their counselors in the town and, you know, uh, the residents. So I definitely uh, want to be accountable for that, improve those communication skills with, with my community, put the unity back in community, right? That's, that's great. One of uh, 14 siblings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a, you know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, you have your own basketball squad, but you have your own football. Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can really uh, uh, get that done. So, Aaron, I'm going to uh, send this over to you. Uh, why are you running and what are you hoping can be improved in the first district, the first ward? I mute myself. Um, I'm running because I, I want to represent the people that are within the town, especially within my community. And uh, I, I feel it's important to reach out to all the people with, within the community. Um, a lot of the people that I talked to during my petitioning process are people that live in apartments or, you know, renting from from a landlord or something like that and so um a lot of those people seem to have felt ignored so to speak um people don't tend to stop at their doors and so i, I felt that it was important to voice 
their opinion, what they want to see done within the town. So I guess uh, basically just, you know, representing everybody as much as possible. And uh, Kathy, uh, sending it over to you. Uh, what are the things that, you know, you're running for supervisor, so you're, you're uh, representing the entire town of Correct. Salina. What, what are some of the things that you're hoping to improve on in Salina? It's actually very simple. Um, and like we said, in doing our petitions, we talked to a lot of people we normally did not talk to or who've never been talked to from the town of Salina. They don't know who their county ledges, they don't know who the current supervisor is, and they don't know who their ward counselor is. And that, that needs to be rectified. Communication is very important, and there's very little of it out there. And I think you've heard that through all, all of us sitting on this, on this call that communication is not happening. And if you don't have the communication, you don't have the transparency. We're, we're running business behind closed doors and people don't know what's going on. And it, it, that's the stuff that needs to stop. So we need, not only do we need, in my opinion, obviously a different executive board, but people also need to hold us accountable. And it's not, that's not being done either. If you're gonna say you're gonna do something, do it. And if you're not gonna do it, you need to call and say, hey, why didn't you do it? And these are the, they're, they're big, you know, people think they're small issues, but they're big issues. If you can improve upon all those three, I think you, you, you will learn that the community will be more than willing to participate more than what they are now. And that's how you find out what people need. So if we can fix the communication, the transparency and people to hold accountable for when something is or is not done, I think we stand to do really good in making this a better community in which to live. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that we've uh, seen a lot of when we're doing these Zoom with Zarnies. Uh, all of the town, you know, uh, candidates that are running, a lot of times they're running in areas that have been controlled by one party for generations. And those uh, representatives have not reached out to, into the community and not been as transparent. Um, and I think we've seen that a lot with all of ours. You know, it, that seems to be a, a, a thing that is going around uh, that, you know, they're talking to people who don't even know what their town government is doing. Um, so that kind of leads, uh, you know, obviously everything's been changed by COVID. And uh, COVID has been a, uh, a, a uh, uh, something that has really, uh, you know, upended town politics, all politics, everybody's way of life. But you have to campaign. <laughs> with COVID. And uh, so I guess I, I, I want to ask you how, uh, how you plan uh, to uh, go out and campaign this fall, because we are, you know, at the time of taping this, uh, you know, a little less than 60 days uh, to election day. So we're in the thick of it now. Um, what are your campaign plans this fall? Uh, I'll start with you, Dwayne. Well, uh, for me, um, I've been outreaching to a lot of my friends and uh, they're willing to come on board and help me uh, do some walking. Um, I have found it to be uh, so um, rewarding getting out there, meeting the residents, talking to them one-on-one. -on -one. It, it's just, I, I, it, it really makes my day to be able to talk to them. I do want to piggyback on Kathy a little bit. Kathy and I have been out together a lot, um, um, you know, doing door to door. And uh, we've had residents that, you know, like if, if I'm not with Kathy right away, 
uh, that want to talk to the the town supervisor and I were and I've given that information to Kathy and Kathy's been able to call them back and give them some feedback on what our stand is on things. So it's been very uh, cooperative, um, you know, just word of mouth out there. Um, mine is I had my grandson out last week with me and we had a blast, you know, going through uh, neighborhoods and um, it's it, I'm more of a of people and I'm one-on-one, -on -one, it would be is uh, my best option. And uh, same question on over to you, Aaron. Uh, with COVID uh, out there, what, uh, what are your plans for uh, campaigning this fall? I'm hoping to have success with just knocking on doors, being with people and talking to them and uh, just handing out information and, you know, if somebody's not available and just get the information out there. And uh, on over to you, Tina, uh, what are your uh, plans for uh, campaigning this fall? Well, it's a little hard for me to get door to door. I didn't mention this previously, but I do use a, a wheelchair. So I have my, my, uh, my uh, crowds of millions who've, who've offered to walk and do lit drops. And I'm hoping to try to connect and maybe do some phone calls. And I've actually put to good use this Mattydale market we've been having. And I've been talking to people and telling them who I am and what I want. You know, I'm just trying to reach people whatever way we can. I know a lot of our seniors are not answering their doors when people come knocking because they're afraid. So you just get the information word of mouth the best you can. And on over to you, Kathy. Uh, you know, I know you've already been a beast at walking doors and I can see the numbers, uh, but what, what are your plans as we get into the fall campaign here? How are you gonna campaign with, this, uh, with COVID rising? Um, we're gonna continue the beast mode. <laughs> uh, door knocking has been fantastic, even with the COVID, but I always have a mask on me and I, if somebody's uncomfortable, I do ask them if they would prefer if I put a mask on, but when we knock a door, we, we knock the door, but then you step back and give people their personal space to open the door and all that. And we really haven't had any issues. There's been one or two people very uncomfortable that they don't want to open the door. They'll just put the screen down a little bit, but that's fine too. It's whatever makes them comfortable. And like I said, um, we've been in Maddydale, very good, very good rapport in there, Tina. And on the same with um, Lincourt, it's been really good. And we're starting to move into the Liverpool area and watch out, Aaron, next weekend, you're going to be in beast mode with me. So that's what we're going to do, this good old door knocking. And because, believe it or not, because of the pandemic, people want to talk to us. We probably could have had, you know, a few more doors in there, but we've been having great conversations and don't cut nobody short. We, I've had five minute conversations and a couple of the older people, we've been up to a half hour on a conversation. So it's just been really good. It's just a good old fashioned talking. People are loving it right now. So if we continue in that mode, I think we will do really well. And uh, Tony, uh, what are your campaigns in the or what are your campaign plans for the last 60 days? How are you uh, going to reach uh, people? You 
I'm very hesitant to go door to door with the COVID. I don't want to insult anyone or offend anyone by knocking on their door. Um, and I know a lot of people do enjoy uh, the conversation. So I'm really torn there as to what to do. But what I've resolved to do is set up a website, have people contact me through the website. If they want to sign, I'll personally deliver the sign to them or see that the sign gets to them. Uh, if they want to assist me in the campaign, um, I will meet with them and do so. So I, I'm going to try to do this virtually as much as I can. And let's see what happens with this COVID. My fear is it's going to get worse and we're going to get more isolated from the public. So doing things virtually via the internet or other is probably the way I'm going to be going. So, uh, you know, my uh, one more question, and then we'll start to look to wrap up uh, the podcast. What are your priorities, uh, if elected, in your first term in office? What are the things that you are going to focus on and maybe some specifics that you want to bring uh, to the Thomas Alina? We're going to bring, we're going to uh, start with you, Kathy. Um, they're, they're the basics. When we win, we're going to go back to the basics, which is communication, communication, communication. Because once you start communication, the transparency opens because we're not hiding everything. We're putting everything out front on this is what we're doing. Granted, you might not always like what we have to say, but you're going to know what's going on. And then when you get the communication and the transparency going, the accountability falls right in and you just, you just, you know, it's right there for it to, everything to come together. And, you know, and going forward, we need a plan of sustainability for this, for this town. We just can't, you know, keep moving forward based on assessment and taxes. We need a plan in place. What are we going to do, especially, you know, moving forward? We just, we just need everything on out, out there for everybody to see so they can have input and we can all be on the same playing field, hopefully in the future. And that's, that's, that's my game plan. Tina, uh, what are your priorities for your first term when you win? Code enforcement. Code enforcement, youth. You, you, when I win, um, code enforcement, youth, and our seniors. Uh, when I am around this town, I see a lot, you know, I, people drive through here in cars. I drive around in a power wheelchair. I see the number of abandoned buildings. I see the crappy landlords. I see kids wandering around, cutting through my backyard, coming from burned dairy after they still be looked at by this town. What are we doing? What are we doing for people? So I guess if I had to cut it to one thing, I would say the third word is going to be for people when. Uh, great. And uh, Dwayne, uh, what is your priorities when you win for your first term in office? Well, when Kathy and I win, um, <laughs> we, we've already been talking about policy a lot in our, our, our walking. And um, 
you know, we talked about accountability and that is so important because the number of complaints of, you know, people not being um, uh, communi any communication with between the town and, and the residents has been really bad. And it's disheartening to hear that because they've got some legitimate concerns. So, um, you know, the communication is very important. I'm a advocate for seniors. I teach uh, silver sneakers and aqua for seniors and um, have helped seniors in, in so many ways that I want to see um, a better support system uh, coming to them from the town. Not so much um, a lot of communication. There's a lot of services that they're not even aware of not uh, 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 namely for the town, but just services from the Office of Aging um, that uh, could be helpful to them. I'm a family guy, I have kid children, um, our kids matter. Um, I'd like to see our youth programs enhanced so that uh, especially during this COVID uh, situation, these kids are, um, are pretty restless and they need, we need some constructive programs for them to get them back into the social settings that they uh, deserve to be in. And uh, uh, Tony, uh, if you're successful and uh, you, uh, your first term as town judge, what are the things that you're hoping that you can focus on? Okay, you kind of froze on me there, but um, the one thing I would do uh, is take a hard look at the way the Salina court is operating. For example, in our court in Liverpool, we do a majority of our cases virtually. You don't have to go in the court. You don't have to wait outside. You don't have to sit around inside. You can contact us. We'll hook you in through a link. You can conduct your business with us and you're just not clogging the courtroom up. Um, use the technology that is out there so that people don't have to be waiting around, sitting, ruining their whole night because they're doing the unpleasant thing, first of all, of going to court and then spending the whole evening waiting for the judge to preside. I'd also take a hard look at the costs. Our Liverpool court last year alone put approximately $100,000 back into the village coffers. We pay for ourselves. If you do this properly and set it up with the electronics and technology that is out there, the software and the programs that enable people to do things on the internet or through the mail, you can extremely lower your costs, your operating costs. And the bottom line is it's less of a heavy lift for the taxpayer when things are run with the proper technology and the proper staff. So, and then Aaron, uh, if you're successful or when you're successful, what are the priorities that you're gonna focus on in your first term? Uh, one, one of the concerns that was brought up to me was the tax assessments for the last couple of years and the increase in tax assessments and uh, how, how those assessments are evaluated between different types of property. 
so I think that's something I'd like to look at and investigate. Um, otherwise, primarily, I think the important thing is to maintaining services while keeping people's tax assessments level. So I always like to end uh, these interviews uh, with an open-ended question and kind of ask you, what haven't we covered? What haven't we talked about today uh, that you would like the voters uh, of Salina to know about either you or your campaign or an important issue maybe you haven't been able to uh, get out there? Dwayne, we'll start with you. What, what haven't we covered that you'd like to uh, talk about today? I think we covered a lot. Um, again, <laughs> I, I really push uh, public service. It's not, I, I, I am not, and I am not, I don't think any of us are your typical politicians. Um, we're more about public service. It's all about um, taking our community and, and serving them to the best ability that we, we have as well as what they deserve from the town. So um, that is what a plug that I see for a quality that I see in, in all of us here. And uh, Tina, uh, what haven't we covered that you'd like to, see, like to talk about? Um, I did mention one of the things things that I think I bring to this town that's been missing. We are a town made up of a lot of different people, different, different colors, different cultures, different backgrounds, and that needs to be represented in our government because I can't represent something that, that I don't understand. And the more diverse we are, the better we can serve every single person and like Dwayne said, it, for me, it's all about serving people and helping people get what they need. And Great. And uh, uh, Tony, um, what haven't we talked about that you'd like to get out there? Well, I haven't mentioned my beautiful wife of uh, 20, will be 27 years. Uh, uh, this September, uh, Dina, who is a school nurse in the Liverpool school system. Our son uh, graduated from Liverpool, went to Binghamton. He got his master's in social work, and he is now working in Connecticut. I'm an avid golfer. If it'll get me any votes, I'll golf with you. I'm also a lifetime member of uh, Camillus Sportsman Club. been an avid hunter and shooter all my life. And uh, we live right in the village of Liverpool behind Nichols, right on the parkway. And we love lights on the lake. Uh, look forward to that every year. And uh, Aaron, what haven't we covered that you'd like to get out there today? Let the voters know about. I, I don't know if this is specifically a concern within the town of Salina, but uh, we have throughout the county been experiencing significant amounts of flooding, rainfall events, and things of that nature. And I think that's something important to look at uh, down the road, just making sure that our infrastructure is able to handle 
different types of storm events and um, you know be, being able to work with people as, as things might happen, things of that nature. Also, uh, I live up the street from the post office, so I'm a village resident as well. Great. And then I wanted to end it here with you, Kathy. You're at the top of the ticket in Salina. What, are, what is something that we haven't been able to uh, cover yet today that you want to highlight? Well, actually, I think we covered quite a bit. And I think, I think I, you get a feeling from us that we're not career politicians. We're here for our community. We live in our community. It's not a stepping stone to the next level, whatever you may consider that be in your political career. We're here for our people. And, that, and that's basically why we, I think we all decided to run is that we wanna see our community do better, be better and keep moving forward in a positive fashion. Well, I just wanna thank all of you. Uh, to, it's hard to run for office, especially local office. There's not a lot of thanks in it and it's a lot of hard work uh, to run for town offices, uh, especially a town that has been dominated by one party, but as you know, I point out the registration in Salina has really grown to uh, have a lot of Democrats in it, more Democrats than Republicans, uh, and um, you know, and has voted for a lot of our uh, national Democratic candidates. So I believe that Salina is definitely a growth area for Onondaga County for Democrats, uh, and uh, you are all passionate, caring citizens that want to serve your your town government and, uh, and and put the people first. So I wanna thank you for uh, going out there and running and I wish you the best of luck in your campaigns. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Dustin. Well, thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Oh yeah, another dog and we all have a dog <laughs> on Zoom, sorry. Uh, but all right, well, thank you very much. We're okay. coming. It's dog picture time to see it happening. Yeah, yeah. have a good night. Oh, oh, There's no, another one right here. Dog <laughs> <laughs> the dogs of Salina. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you very you. much and enjoy uh, your campaigning. Hey. Stay safe out there. We will. And, and uh, I, I look forward to seeing you on the campaign trail. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye, guys.